Hey everybody, welcome back to One Hit Wander. It's Evan, and today I want to talk to you guys about a relatively new song in my life, Same Drugs by Chance the Rapper. Like always, I'm going to highly recommend that you pause the show right here before we get started and take a second and listen to it. Uh, it should take you like three, four minutes, so you got plenty of time. But uh, come on back when you're ready and uh, let's start talking. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Um, Kind of coming out with these pretty regularly now, working on some guest episodes as well, but in the meantime, you're stuck with me, um, and it's kind of been interesting to kind of think through like what songs I want to talk about and how I want to kind of shape the show, and I say that because like even though my I feel like my music is very eclectic, I have a wide range of artists and genre, genres and um, songs and it, it, it's very difficult to decide like for me if I should kind of go all over the place or if I should stick to just like one specific area like I honestly could talk about every Mumford and Son song but I don't want to do that because I want to spread those out but at the same time I just want to talk about Mumford and Sons or I just want to talk about even Daft Punk or like movie scores or whatever Um, and so that's kind of been like the hurdle that I've been getting over, but you guys don't care about that. You just want to hear about the information. Um, so, but like I said, we're working on guest stuff, um, trying to get some friends involved, trying to get Olivia involved some more. Um, so yeah, so we're working on it. I appreciate you guys sticking around. I hope, uh, you continue to do that. And, uh, yeah, so let's get started with today's episode. Same drugs, chance the rapper, um, Personally, for me, the genre of hip-hop and, and hip-hop rap, that area, um, I have a pretty... It's relatively new to me. I didn't really get into rap um, until high school. I was kind of... I was aware of it. I knew who... I know who N.W.A. was. I knew who Snoop Dogg was. Um, I kind of knew, like, Ice Ice Baby and Rapper's Delight. And, like, I could tell you if the person on the radio was Eminem which isn't really a feat in and of itself. Like, if you've heard him once, you should be able to hear his voice in basically any kind of sound environment. Um, It's very distinct. Uh, But, uh, like I said, in high school, I really started listening to rap, um, and it really stemmed from being the manager for the men's basketball teams, um, boys' basketball teams in high school, that was like, like rap was like the, the pump up, like rap was the post, post practice, post game, like good, good game, bad game, whatever, win, loss. We listened to a very, a various artists, different playlists, whatever. Um, and so you got to think I was in high school in, so my freshman year, I think was 2011, 12, maybe. I don't, uh, mid, no, 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 no. It had to be like 10, 11. Um, so that's like when Lil Wayne was big, um, Eminem was relatively big, uh, T.I. were the names that I could remember. Um, I remember the song Remember the Name was played like everywhere. Um, Kid Cudi, Kanye kind of was, Kanye was cool, I guess at that point. Um, but like I said, it was, it was everywhere, but it was clean, um, and I said this during the Mumford and Sons thing. I was aware of how that word choice was important to the music and how that word choice was important to the story attempting to be told. And so 
like the cleanness has always caused a problem for me, like editing and, and skipping and all that jazz. That was always kind of a point where I was like, um, I don't really know if that's necessary right there. Um, and so like, even though I didn't really, at that point in my life, I didn't really have a grasp of it. Um, it set the foundation. I have come to respect rap a lot. Um, I listen to it a lot more than I used to for sure, but I listen to it almost more than I think I ever would have guessed. Uh, I, I really enjoy Eminem. I think he's, he's a not so great person sometimes, but some of his tracks are really good and not really good is such a bad way to describe it. They're really, they're there. They're very catchy and they're very, you can tell that it's, some of them are really real. Um, and he, he is genuinely using that. He's not just going to be singing this song. He's going to rap it because of what rap means to him. I, I think it, like there aren't very many. I think the only other genre or one of the genres that really keeps that kind of like identity is country where like you there's an expectation to the song, whether that expectation in your mind is positive or negative, good or bad, there's an expectation to what you're going to be listening to. Um, and I think for me, the expectation shifted from just a rent, like random pump up stuff to like run the jewels. Now, um, their stuff has significant, uh, like civil rights and, uh, like just general, public commentary tones to it that are incredible and make sense in the genre. They make sense. The stories they tell make sense with the genre because of the connection between the roots of the genre and then the stories that are being told there and that connection and that cultural tie in there. And so I think for me, in my mind, hip hop rap is like the bridge. It's like, uh, that bridge between talking about culture and talking about and, and using music to be the amplifier, the platform for that conversation. Um, that's my rant about hip hop and rap. Um, specifically with Chance the Rapper, though, I first came in contact with Chance. I'm pretty sure it was my senior year of college that I had just decided I'm going to start listening to this. Um, his, so... This same drug specifically came out on uh, a mixtape called Coloring Book. That's kind of it was all over the place. It's like his third big like album mixtape thing, um, and everybody like there. I remember at school like a ton of the guys had the hat with the three on it, and I remember seeing it around for a while and not really caring what it was. And then I heard somebody talking about Chance the Rapper, um, and we had a conversation about it, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna actually check this guy out. And I found out that his music was free and I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to check this guy out. And it turned out it was phenomenal. Um, I love this entire mixtape. I think all of the tracks are really good. They're just really catchy. Um, Chances very similar to Eminem in the sense that he is very authentic and what you're, what you're hearing is what you get. Um, it's very real. He doesn't hold back. He doesn't, hide behind anything he just he's just saying what he feels he's he's singing he's putting into music what he feels and I think like I I really respect that um, as a listener and that's something I look for a lot of the time when I'm looking for music 
is that I can feel it. I can feel that you're feeling it kind of thing. Um, so like I said, third major thing, this is the same drugs as the sixth track. Um, it's not about drugs. I'm going to mention that a few times. He's actually, he actually came out and tweeted this at one point, like same drugs. It's not about drugs. Uh, it was pretty much the tweet. And so, uh, it's actually about a relationship that's kind of come to an end, a friendship from childhood that's kind of fallen away. Um, and I think it was really, it's really interesting to look back and to think about where I was in my life when I first heard this song, um, where I was kind of headed into this time of like, there are going to be some friendships that are going to fall apart. There are going to be, you know, we're all kind of graduating, we're all moving on. And so it goes from, you know, we're all seeing each other all the time to now it's like, I don't know the next time I'm going to see you. And that that's really heavy. Um, and like even thinking about it right now, like I, I don't think I, I don't think you really get okay with that. I think it'll take about, it'll take me a couple more months, close to a years after graduation to f- like really grasp that like, dang, I haven't seen a lot of these people f- uh, in a long time. And so um, this song kind of puts that into words, puts that with music and kind of puts the mood to it. And it's really interesting because the song itself is a little more upbeat for the kind of heavier subject matter. And um, I think I say that with just about every song that I've talked about on this show so far, Um, which is kind of interesting since we're talking about, (laughs) since I was talking about earlier, what what direction I want to take the show. Obviously, I'm just going for deep songs that are upbeat but have really heavy subject matter. (laughs) Um, But uh, I think the story that Chance is telling here is so relatable. And then on top of that, for him to use the story of Peter Pan slash Hook as like the spine, as the general imagery of the story, like that that resonated a ton for me because I personally I love the Peter Pan story. Um, I always joke that I never want to grow up, and it's not really a joke, but um, that kind of stems from being, as a kid loving Peter Pan and loving Hook um, if you, if you don't know what Hook is, stop this podcast right now and go watch Hook, um, released in 1991. I have it on VHS at my parents' house. Uh, Robin Williams is in it, Dustin Hoffman. A few other really good actors are in it, kind of sprinkled in there. You got to kind of do some digging. It is a phenomenal movie. It is a incredibly good adaption of a story that you didn't think needed more to it, but then you get the more that comes with hook and you're like, Whoa, uh, it, it, I, even as an adult, I still watch it and I'm still caught in caught up in it and still like, Oh man, that's so cool. Oh man, that's so cool. Oh, can you believe that? Um, and the other really cool thing is Phil Collins has a cameo in it. And so, um, and if you don't know who Phil Collins is, check it out. Band Genesis. Um, but yeah, so all of that to say, if you haven't seen hook, some of the coolest parts about Hook, I probably am going to talk about, and I might spoil it. So I would, I maybe give a spoiler warning? Question mark. Um, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, just to kind of let you guys know, the wordplay in here, like I said, he uses the story of Peter Pan not to, not to prop up the song, but just to kind of fill it in, to fill in the cracks and and make it relatable on another level. And I think that is beautiful. I love that part, and we're going to get into that into the breakdown here. Um, 
The instrumentation is pretty simple. Um, he performed this song on SNL, and the band featured like a couple of violins, a couple a uh, couple cellos, piano. There's drum. I'm trying to think if there's horns of some kind or woodwinds of some kind. I don't think there is. There's a lo- there's some electronics, some synth in there. Um, but the instrumentation is really good. The the general theme is this the and it is um, that's kind of where the positivity comes from for me. But it also excuse me because of the pro- the progression that is used. There is that little bit of a kind of it's not quite all the way up to the potential that it could be in terms of like the the majorness of it, the the happy sounding of it, and so that is kind of where. I think for me, like the music itself speaks to the wavering of the like happy, happy, but not quite. And so, um, so yeah, so that's kind of the instrumentation there and listening to it. I, I think the instrument, like instrumental alone, I love this song. So the words just kind of add to it. So, uh, going right into it, um, I'm just going to kind of read it section by section, line by line, cause it kind of. Sometimes whole sections make sense together, and sometimes it's just the line. Um, and that I think that's a really another really cool thing about rap to kind of go back to that conversation real quick. That it is so incredibly cool to see how th- how rappers bring and writers of rap bring ideas from the very first word all the way through maybe a whole section, maybe the whole song even to the end and it all makes sense and that train of thought even though it gets really weird sometimes is there I really appreciate that um, and especially being engaged to a writer it's something that I've grown more and more respect for because it, it is so incredibly difficult to do something like that and to make it worthwhile anyway same drugs we don't do the same drugs no more we don't do we don't do the same we don't do the same drugs no more um I'm not going to keep reading it because that's pretty much all it is. Uh, He brings up because she don't do the same drugs no more. We don't do the same drugs no more. Um, The the beginning of the song is a little slow and then you get the chorus and or this chorus one. And um, again, he's not singing about actual drugs. Uh, Pretty much you catch on right away to what he's going to be singing about. There's something has happened between him and this and this she that there is no more connection over the same drugs, whatever the same drugs is. So um, same interests, same hobbies, same... I, I thought of it kind of as I was writing the notes for this episode. You become addicted to the things you're interested in. And so in that way, sometimes your what you're interested in, what your hobbies are, become your drugs. Um... And so I, I kind of, that was kind of where my brain went with it. Tell me, you know, let me know if I'm wrong there, but that's kind of where I was thinking about it. And so that's kind of where I justified that we don't do the same drugs no more. But it also can just very simply mean we don't do the same things anymore. Um, so then we get into the verse, uh, when did you change? When do you've aged? Um, this is some sick wordplay right there from the, when did you change to Wendy you've aged? Uh, so Right away, we're getting into the Peter Pan there. Wendy is uh, Wendy Moira, Angela Darling, I think is her name in the story. Um, And she is the oldest 
darling child that Peter Pan, in the original story, Peter Pan, um, his shadow comes into the darling kid's bedroom and she hides the shadow and then Peter Pan comes back to get the shadow. Like, it's this whole thing and then blah, 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 blah. Don't want to spoil it too much. Um, when I, f- the first time I listened to the song, I caught that and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is awesome. And like I said, I love Peter Pan. So I was just like, holy crap. And, and my brain was firing on all cylinders with this Peter Pan stuff. And this is only the second, this is only the second line of the first verse. And so I was like, dude, this has got to keep going. And it does. I thought you'd never grow up was the last not line. Pretty straightforward. If you know the story of Peter Pan, Peter Pan is a boy that never grows up because in Neverland, you never grow old. Um, he repeats the, I thought you'd never. And then we get kind of a little deeper into the story. Window closed. Wendy got old. Um, so obviously the window, that's how Peter gets into the, to the room in the first place. That's how everybody, the darling, all of the kids, it's Wendy, um, Michael and John, I think are the names of the two brothers. So the three of them and Peter and Tinkerbell go out the window to fly to Neverland. Second star to the right. Um, this is all from memory and it's really weird that I know all this and I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. But it's also like I can remember the really useless information and I couldn't tell you like, I don't think I can tell you my zip code at my new apartment yet um, from memory. So that's that's how my brain works. Um, I'm sure there are people that can relate to that. Um, So window closed, Wendy got old. So in the story, eventually Wendy grows up and stops leaving the window open for Peter. Um, and that kind of that's where the blend between the Peter Pan, the original Peter Pan story and Hook, where the like, like Hook is about Peter growing up and Wendy growing old. And so Ch- what Chance is doing here is he's blending, blending those two stories, which he obviously can because they're blends of each other. And so that that's really cool that he's bringing that into this his own personal story about losing touch with this friend, with this girl. Um, so obviously Wendy represents the girl and he obviously is going to be Peter then. Um, the window also serves as an imagery to like the connection between Wendy and Peter. And so then the, the window is the drugs, <laughs> the window are the drugs are the window. Um, it's, it's that bridging, it's where the bridge happens between these two people, Peter and Wendy, Chance and girl. Um, I don't, we don't ever really get her name. Um, I was too late, I was too late, a shadow of what I once was. So I was too late, I was too late. Um, the opportunity to stay connected has passed, you know, that window of opportunity that everybody talks about. Uh, it closes. I mean, in to continue with the Peter Pan story, Peter comes and he's too late Wendy's already grown up um a shadow of what I once was references it's an awesome connection to the shadow of Peter Pan being like the beginning of this story with the darlings um and so like that was like the line that I was like dude chance has got it I like this is the sixth track it took until this track for me to be like dang chance the rapper is really good at what he does and there are six songs that are fantastic before them, but I didn't really get it until I heard this one. And that's how dense of a mind I have when it comes to rap and like the respect for writers and their lyrics and their craft. 
um, in connection to music. We go back into the chorus again. The only difference here is the the pitches and the instrumentation gets up a little bit. The tempo kind of goes up a little bit. Um, chance gets a little higher. That's kind of the choruses kind of serve as these point these high points for Chance. He kind of goes falsetto a little bit. That kind of vibe. Then we get into the verse two. Where did you go? Why would you stay? Um, doing some research on this one, it kind of fleshed out what I was thinking already on this one, on these two lines specifically. Um, so where did you go? What happened that we got disconnected? And then all of a sudden he asked, why would you stay? And so he, he plays that contradiction between going and staying. Um, and I think I think what he's saying here is, why would you stay in my head? Why do I keep going back and thinking back about you, about that time when we were friends? It sounds like the way he's talking, in, in my mind, it makes more sense that this is a, a, a longer time ago. Like say, so he's a grown man right now, like back when they were kids, like elementary school. Um, but I can also see the case where it's like grown man versus friend from high school. And so like, so there's not that much distance there. And so, um, with him, like the, where would you go? Why would you stay that juxtaposition there, that, that contradictory nature between going and staying, I think is beautifully executed against each other. Um, you must've lost your marbles. You always were so forgetful direct reference to hook. I don't want to talk about it too much. It's a beautiful part of the story. You got to check it out. Um, in a hurry, don't wait up. Um, again, this is referencing Wendy, in a hurry to grow up, all of a sudden, you know, life comes up and she stops waiting for for Peter. And this line kind of hints at Chance saying, don't wait up for me. Like, just keep going. Like, I'm not going to hold you back kind of thing. Very noble. Um, this is where I kind of get the vibe. To, I started getting the vibe that he was friend zoned by this girl. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, again, he sings, I was too late. I was too late. A shadow of what I once was. Because uh, we don't do the same drugs no more. Um, you were always perfect, and I was always practice. Practice makes perfect there, obviously. Um, I think you were always perfect. So this is him saying you were always like the one. You were always great. You were always on it. Uh, and then he says, I was only practice. So to me, this is then where it's like boom, 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 friend zone kind of thing where... He thought she was perfect. He thought she was the one. And then she did not reciprocate those feelings at all. Um, maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. But it kind of reads to me. It sounds to me like she doesn't reciprocate them at all. Like it's just a boom, boom, boom. These are the boundaries kind of thing. Because um, we don't do what we say. We're going um, to. I kind of breezed over this. Because we don't do what we say. We're going to. Um, I don't know if you guys do this a lot. But I feel like I have a, a much more than I want to admit in my life where I've said, hey, we should get back together sometime. We should get coffee. We should hang out. And because of whatever happens, that doesn't, that that decision that's made to meet back up doesn't happen. Um, and, and it's a really sucky product of growing up. Um, and I think Chance is saying that, like Chance is connecting that feeling to this situation and to the story of Peter and Wendy um, and it, it, that's where I think for me, that's like the heaviest, like, Hey, you, you're with me in this. Like I, I relate so closely with that line more so than any of the others. Um, 
So then he goes into the, you were always perfect, and I was only practice. Don't you miss the days, stranger? Don't you miss the days, stranger? So, hey, stranger, don't you miss those days? He's he's referencing directly, I don't really know who you are. Uh, don't you miss the days? He repeats it again. Don't you miss the danger? Um, so in connection to Peter Pan and Wendy, we're talking here about Peter and f- the fight against Captain Hook and the Pirates of Neverland. Um, so there was definitely danger there for Wendy, for the brothers, for everybody involved in that fight. Like it's swords, it's it's deadly, literally. Um, and so I think that that's where that comes in with the Peter and Wendy thing. But I think then also um, living young and recklessly, I think maybe for Chance and this girl in the real world. So I think maybe that points to this friendship lasting through until they can kind of start being young and dangerous. So like doing stupid things like whatever, whatever. I mean, it could be anything TPing the principal's house or, you know, jumping off really tall things into a pond, whatever happens. Um, so he's asking, you know, don't you miss that stuff? Cause I, I do, I think about it all the time. Um, go back into the chorus. This is chorus three. And this is one where, um, some, uh, backup vocals come in. Um, the credit here, I believe, goes to Erin Allen Kane. Uh, she does a really great job of complimenting Chance's voice. She's got a little more depth. She's got a little more um, oomph to her voice, um, a lot of weight to it. It sounds really good next to how kind of light and airy Chance's singing uh, is. And with the instrumentation here, it's full, it's full blast, um, very nice, very calming, um, but also kind of very contemplative. It's 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 heady. It's it's getting you to think. Um, sorry, I had to take a take a drink of Gatorade. I'm trying to not get sick over here. Um, and then all of a sudden we get to we get into the outro, and the outro is kind of long. I think for it takes up a good chunk of the song. You get some. Uh, you get some like random voiceover. I, I couldn't figure out what the voiceover was. Um, so if somebody wanted to, they could find that and let me know. I couldn't, I just, I didn't look into it enough and I don't, I don't think it's really important there. It, it, the words are turn it around. I remember when the age of pathetics, I think, I don't really know what any of that means. It's probably deeper. I probably need to read into it a little more, but I am just going to avoid it entirely because it's my podcast <laughs> and uh, move on to the first line that Chance uh, Chance gets into. He says, don't forget the happy thoughts. Um, straight up, straight up Peter Pan, straight up hook right there. Happy thoughts and pixie dust are what allow the children to fly in the Peter Pan story. Um, I think he's trying to say at this point in the song, I'm going to start moving on, but I don't want to forget the happy thoughts. Um, don't forget that he repeats the happy thoughts part. Um, and then he kind of gets a little, he just kind of gets a little wordy here. The past tense, past bedtime, way back then when everything we read was real and everything we said rhymed. Uh, the rhythm is really cool there. It's a, it's a little faster paced. It's really nice. It's uh, nice. It's such a not good enough word. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's very just like, Ooh, that was kind of like, like it just the the rhythm there the pinging back and forth is really cool. Um, it's talking about this is like the meta moment where he's like pulling back and saying when we read bedtime stories and 
we read the Peter Pan story and we stayed up late to keep reading the stories to figure out what was going on. And uh, when everything we read would rhymed, obviously that's Dr. Seuss. Obviously that's a lot of different children's books that like every line rhymes or every page lines or rhymes or what, whatever's going on there. Um, wide-eyed kids being kids. Why did you stop? I think right here he's accusing he's he's pointing all the blame to her. I don't know if that's really fair. Um, she might have grown up first, I guess. I mean, like we can get into the whole uh, biology and statistics about how women reach go through puberty earlier than men do, um, or girls go through puberty earlier than boys do. But I think. I think it's a little rough for him to be like, why did you stop? What did you do to your hair? Where did you go? Like, where did you go? Like that, that seems a little accusatory there. And I think it's unfair because he also eventually grows up too. like, I mean, even in Hook, like Hook is the story of how Peter Pan grew up like that, like Peter, even Peter grew up. So I don't think it's very fair for Chance to kind of point the finger there. Um... But again, it's his thing. It's his song. And I think it still works. Like, even though I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I still think I like where he's going with it. Because he says, where did you go to end up right back here? So again, this is kind of playing off that going and staying part. Where did you go that all of a sudden I'm thinking about you again? I'm, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about our friendship, our experiences that we had. That... That's a little trippy there. Um, I think he's. I think the question he's asking at the core of that is what can cause nostalgia. Um, and then he asks, when did you start to forget how to fly? Um, the Peter. The premise behind Peter Pan and Hook is that as you grow up, you forget how to fly. I think here chances is uh, again kind of being accusatory, but he's asking, when did you learn how? When did you first learn? Let me read that right. When did you start to forget how to fly? And so I think he's he's more upset that she started forgetting first, maybe. I And so I think then he's kind of like, what happened? Like, why didn't you ask for help, maybe? Um, but I don't know if he can... You can't really help with responsibilities that come with growing up. Um and I think that's like the negative to the happy thoughts. I think that's what Chance is trying to say there. Thinking about the responsibilities and the negativities of adulthood kind of lead to your happy thoughts being bogged down. And you're, it kind of pulls you down and it makes you unable to fly. Um, there's this weird voiceover part at this point, totally different from the beginning of the outro. Uh, the, the, line, the words are, it's so natural, just like juicy fruit works like a magic trick. Um, so juicy fruit is naturally flavored. It is also like one of the worst chewing gums I've ever chewed in my life. Like I cannot chew juicy fruit now. I, I loved chewing it as a kid cause I didn't like mint, but now I like, I don't know if I chewed it so much as a kid that I'm just sick of it or like the flavor is just so, I don't, I don't have a word for that sound. It just makes me feel. And so, um, like I, I think that kind of connects for me personally, that gets me into the childhood mood even more because I remember chewing juicy fruit as a kid. Um, works like a magic trick was directly connected to a juicy fruit magic trick. Like there's videos on YouTube of it. Um, 
But so to me, I kind of went a little bit into the wordage, um, got a little deeper into it and thinking it's so special for something to be naturally flavored now that it's as special as magic. And so then chances bringing this up because the magic, the magic was there of their natural relationship there, the way they so naturally fit together was magical and so that's kind of what that that's a little easier voiceover to connect to what's going on versus at the beginning the turn it around I remember when the age of pathetics um, at least Chance felt it you know I don't I, like I said I'm not really solid in that but Chance obviously understands what he's going for there um, and then you get this really interesting section here where Chance is just like don't you color out don't you bleed on out. Stay in the line, stay in the line, Dandelion. Um, so Dandelion is a reference to his daughter. Um, throughout Chance's stuff, you hear you kind of hear bits and pieces of the story of him and uh, becoming a dad and becoming becoming this role model uh, that he never really expected he would be. Maybe um, and it is really it's it's really interesting. This is a really deep section here because we're talking about how much Chance wants to be a kid again. And then he's saying, don't color out, don't bleed on out, stay in the line, stay in the line. Color in the lines. Follow follow the establishment. Um, society has these rules and, and the way we should do things and yada, 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 whatever, however you want to describe it. And he's telling his daughter to, to keep herself in there. I think that is a very... Um, kind of negative way to look at it. I, I think for me, I would more think about it as what Chance is trying to do here is warn his daughter about putting too much out there. Um, don't let yourself get out so far and make yourself so vulnerable to getting hurt. Um, because I think that's what Chance is feeling right now as he's looking back on the time he spent with this girl, as he's looking back on what could have been, I don't know if it's like a, oh man, what I have now is so bad and what I had then could have been so much better. Um, I don't get that vibe because of the other tracks that I've heard Chance do. Um, but what I do get is the vibe of like he, he, he felt pain and he remembers the pain he felt. I don't, I hope he doesn't still feel pain because it sounds like this was long enough ago that he, um, like he's moved on, like it seems like he's moved on, but I mean, like I think he, he, this is more of a warning. It isn't a telling her exactly. It isn't telling Dandelion exactly how we should, how she should live. Um, again, we kind of get into the do the same drugs. It's just really cool vocal part, and the instrumentation is all strings at this point with little synth in the background. And um, it's really soft and soothing and kind of reminds me of flying a little bit. Kind of, kind of like this whole song is the, the story of the kids leaving the house and going to Neverland. And then right here is when they're, we're all flying back and we're all coming back to what is real. We're all ending the song and taking our headphones off and, and coming back into the world around us. He repeats the, don't you color out, don't you bleed on out, stay in the line, stay in the line, dandelion. And so um, the song ends, and it ends with the same, the da, 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 da. And um, 
it's it's a really good song. Um, I hope I hope that you took my advice like you like you should every time I tell you at the beginning of every episode to to listen to the song before we talk about it. I highly recommend listening to it again. Um, I highly recommend watching or getting your hands on Peter Pan, and then and also Hook and getting familiar with those stories a little bit with that story that story it's all one story and then listening to this song again and kind of catching those word plays maybe you catch something I didn't maybe you um, the bag of marbles thing is once you once you see that and experience that um, it's some kind of in Peter Pan but it's mostly in hook um, it's one of the like I said it's one of the most beautiful moments in the movie and uh knowing that scene and connecting it to this song it adds a level of love and a level of a level of beauty that isn't there with what we could talk about i'm not going to talk about it because i really don't want to spoil it for you um but i it's one of my favorite parts of hook and i i have a lot of favorite parts of hook i'd love that movie i'll i'd watch that movie any day anytime anywhere um but yeah that's same drugs by chance the rapper um I hope you guys enjoyed. Like I said, check this track out. This whole mixtape of Chances is really good. He's got singles that he's kind of been releasing here and there. Um, He's got older stuff that I haven't listened to as much, but I hear is really good. And the parts of it that I've listened to are really good. So Chances definitely worth your time. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. We're going to keep coming out with stuff. We're going to keep working on stuff. Please follow us on Instagram at OneHitPod. subscribe, listen to us wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening through iTunes, please leave a review. Um, Get in touch with me. I'd love to talk to you guys about songs that I've talked about before, about future songs, maybe doing an episode together. I'm still trying to figure out how to get like call-ins and work-ins and all that stuff. We're getting um, guest episodes recorded so that we kind of have those set up and good to go. Liv and I are working on more episodes. We're going to talk about Um, One of our next couple episodes, we're going to talk about Thank You Next that just dropped um, Ariana Grande's newest album. I hear it's really good. I haven't actually listened to it yet, so I'm amped to hear that. Um, But that's coming up eventually. Uh, I appreciate you guys sticking around for this adventure. I appreciate you guys listening uh, today, and um, I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Have a good one.